Hello, and welcome to Unsheathed with your hosts, Kyle Gold and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. There'll be cake and blowjobs. Hi, this is Kyle Gold. The following episode of Unsheathed Presents is a story with explicit descriptions of sexual activity and not so much with the writing hints, unless you want to take hints from the writing of the story, which you could certainly do. There is K.M. Hirosaki's response to Unsheathed Presents number one, which was my story with him. Just wanted to give you all a heads up so that you could prepare yourself in whatever way you need to to enjoy the story or avoid it if you prefer. It was a lot of fun to do, and we hope you have a lot of fun listening. How to Stick Your Muzzle Where It Doesn't Belong by K.M. Hirasagi. There was a spring in Rikoshi's step as he made his way up the staircase. He used his tail for balance, and he was careful to land only on his toes as he jauntily hopped from step to step, wanting to make as little noise as possible, yet unable to fully, or even partially really, withhold his excitement. This was a rare opportunity. He had every reason to be as excited as he was. After all, he alone had been chosen for this. He personally knew a number of folks who would be plenty jealous if they ever found out what he'd been given the chance to do. Not that he would brag about it. Much. Inch by inch, the young red fox padded closer to the door at the end of the upstairs hallway. Standing in front of it, he reached out, clutched the doorknob in his paw, and then paused to take a breath and savor the moment. This was going to be priceless. Swishing his tail into a high arc, he burst in through the door, striding purposefully into the room, making his way over to the dressing table up against the near wall, while the wolf and the fox atop the bed were still, for at least the moment, too caught up in their fucking to have fully noticed him yet. The two were lined up perpendicular to the length of the bed, the fox on all fours, the wolf kneeling behind him. The air was heavy with their scent. It was the wolf who set eyes on the intruding fox first. The other fox still had his eyes screwed shut and his head tilted back as his lover continued to take him from behind. Rikoshi pulled out the cushioned stool from under the dressing table, then turned around and sat on it, facing the bed and eyeing the couple with unabashed interest. His bushy tail swayed from side to side, its tip brushing against the carpeting as it moved. This was definitely going to be priceless. He made eye contact with Kit first, since the wolf was already looking at him. Then he looked down at Kyle, waiting for the fox to notice him too. Whether due to the wolf's thrust suddenly coming to a stop, or because of Rikoshi's playful chuckle, the other fox finally opened his eyes and looked across the room. A moment of silence ensued. Rikoshi held up a paw and waved. The look on Kyle's face might well have been the very embodiment of disbelief, if the concept could be distilled down into a facial expression. The fox was so dumbstruck that it was cute. It was exactly the sort of expression that Rikoshi had been hoping to see. Oh, this was already turning up better than he'd been expecting. Ricky? Kyle asked, his voice very, very guarded. What are you doing? He smirked up at Kit, the wolf's paws still grabbing hold of Kyle's hips. The look on Kit's face was a comically exaggerated version of the one that had been on Kyle's a few seconds earlier. No, seriously. Kyle insisted. What are you doing? It was worth noting, as Rikoshi did, that neither Kyle nor Kit seemed angry, so much as just plain surprised and confused. But then, being angry while still caught up in the endorphin rush of sexual pleasure was probably a difficult thing to achieve. That much, at least, had been part of the plan from the start. I'm watching you have sex, the younger fox replied, 
gripping the section of stool down between his thighs with both paws as he leaned back and let his feet and legs kick back and forth slowly. Seriously, don't mind me. Just pretend I'm not here. Kit's large paws made antsy shifting movements up and down Kyle's slender, naked sides. My, but the fox looked handsome and strapping without any clothes on. Rikoshi had always thought that he had a nice body, but seeing it for all it was worth excited him more than he'd been expecting. By contrast, he wasn't nearly as caught off guard by how much he enjoyed the sight of Kit just as naked, since what self-respecting subby fox wasn't going to enjoy the sight of a handsome toppy wolf in the middle of, well, being a toppy wolf. Could you, you know, not be watching us have sex? Kyle asked. I guess, Rikoshi replied. But where would the fun be in that? Kit shifted about with visible discomfort, but that shifting made Kyle's face twist up in much more pleasant ways, the fox's hips pressing back a bit. Why? He started to say, but that single word caught on a breathy gasp of delight before he tried again. Why are you even here right now? Research, the other fox responded. He made no attempt to hide his paw as he adjusted the front of his shorts, which were quickly filling out. I'm pretty sure that you know how to have sex, Ricky, Kyle said. Rikoshi laughed at that. I like to think so, at least, he said. But I don't know how you have sex. And why do you want to know how we have sex? I don't, Rikoshi replied. Well, okay, no, that's a lie. I very much do want to know that. He grinned and once more fiddled with his own trap sheath to relieve some of the awkward pressure on it. But I'm mainly here because Hirosaki-san wants to know how you have sex. Still very much mounting Kyle, hunched heavily over him, Kit turned his gaze downward. Are these really the kind of people you keep for your friends? Kyle got that I-want-to-strangle-that-otter look in his eyes. Did it occur to him that he could just ask if he wanted to know that badly? He asked Rikoshi. I'm sure it did, Rikoshi said. By now he could feel a bit of leakiness having soaked through part of his boxer briefs. I think he just thought this would be more entertaining. He would, wouldn't he? It sounded like Kyle was going to end that with an exasperated sigh, but he instead let out a surprise yip as the wolf behind him pulled back and gave a little half-thrust. Hey, what was that for? Kit smiled a smile so honest and subtle it came across as anything but. What? He said it's supposed to be entertaining. Kyle's weak protest was tempered further by his submissive body language, which was probably subconscious. And you, he said to Rikoshi, you didn't take any issue with this? Hirosaki-san said he'd let me fuck Gareth if I did it. Which is amusing, because it implies that I'd need some kind of special incentive to go watch two guys have sex. Kyle locked his eyes on those of his fellow fox. Maybe he thought you might hesitate on grounds that it would be really awkward. Foxy, Rikoshi said with a smirk, making a more pointed show of teasing the front of his own shorts. He knows me better than that, and so do you. By now he could see... Hell, all three of them could see that his shorts were showing the outline of more than just a full sheath. Truth be told, it was a little awkward to sit there and watch his fellow writer fox get pawed from behind, but that awkwardness was far overshadowed by how hot it all was, amplified precisely because of just how naughty and wrong it all was. And hey, the chance to nail a cute coyote like Gareth was something that Rikoshi knew Kyle couldn't and wouldn't blame him for. Okay, fine, Kyle said. So I can and won't blame you for taking the chance to nail a cute coyote like Gareth. Kyle started to roll his eyes, then Kit nudged with his hips again. Don't worry, I won't ask if you're jealous. Not in front of your wolf. Kit bent down and spoke into Kyle's ear. I think he's playing mean. Oh, I don't think I'm being that mean, Rikoshi said. 
Besides, if you're going to kick me out, one of you would have done so by now, I'm sure. That doesn't mean you don't still have to play fair, Kyle said. I'm playing plenty fair. Heck, I'm the one who has to just sit here and watch while you get fucked, after all. I definitely wouldn't say that's unfair, Kyle replied. His eyes and muzzle were both pointed down towards the mattress now, as Kit's patience and ability to sit still both started to run out. The other fox traced a claw down along the button at the top of his shorts. Hirosaki-san says that unfair is the way you're able to get into his head and push his buttons so much better than he can do to you. He leaned over and tilted his head to one side so that he could get a better look at Kyle's underside. And I do have to say, being given the opportunity to help him get up to speed on that is proving to be rather enjoyable so far. Kyle lifted his head back up. As he did so, he also shifted his weight and his hips back, and then it was Kit's turn to let out a bark of pleasurable surprise. Wait, hold on, the fox said. If he's getting all of this secondhand from you, isn't that going to give him insight into your head more than it is mine? He already knows how to get in my head. The scent of sex in the air was making Rikoshi even leakier, and then he remembered that he'd been planning on making a joke about being able to smell sex all the way down the hall right when he'd first come in, but forgotten to do so. Remember, he's written porn about me before, too. That still doesn't answer the question. Rikoshi shrugged. I don't know, he said. Maybe he figures that I'm a fox. You're a fox, and maybe that'll be close enough if my observations are astute enough? The fox walked back through his own words, running his tongue around the inside of his muzzle and frowning when he realized his logic didn't line up right with Kyle's. I mean, it's not like he gave me this big, complicated rundown on how this was all supposed to work, he added defensively. Hmm. I think he's just afraid to be here himself, Kit said. He stopped his slow thrusting and just kind of pressed and wriggled his hips against Kyle's backside in a way that was probably a deliberate, or maybe just semi-deliberate, attempt at making Rikoshi jealous. Yeah, really, Kyle said. And even if that was his plan to get into my head, wouldn't it make more sense to have you have sex with me instead of just observing? The other fox grinned, his tail batting against the legs of the dressing stool. I'm not even going to pretend that I don't like the sound of that, he said, adding a quick, no offense, you understand, to Kit. There was definite enjoyment to be had from watching, though it was of a curious sort. While it was true that Kit and Kyle hadn't kicked Rikoshi out, they were also stuck in this weird halfway state of kinda and kinda not having sex. They weren't full-on going at it, but Rikoshi's intrusion clearly hadn't ruined the mood completely, as even the most cursory visual or olfactory check could attest. Sure, it was awkward, but that's part of what made it fun, at least to Rikoshi. Though if the other two weren't enjoying it a little, surely they wouldn't still be hard, right? The fox did his best to make sure his interest was evident without just staring. Awkward wasn't the same as creepy, after all. And he didn't know anyone who could maintain an erection in the face of creepiness. Not for very long, at any rate. Rikoshi decided to curtail that line of thought lest he spoil his own mood. After all, what message would it send to his unwilling host if he lost his erection while watching them sort of having sex? So... are you just going to sit there and rub yourself through your shorts? Kit's words pulled Rikoshi out of his mental tangent. The fox looked down to see that he was indeed still subconsciously fondling and grabbing at the tent in his shorts, rubbing and kneading his fingers along the shape of his trapped shaft. With a chuckle, he looked back up at the wolf and replied, Yeah, probably. You're not going to go just jerk off? Nah, Rikoshi said. I don't want to be crass or anything. Kyle lifted his head back up. 
You just said you were a filthy voyeur. All right, fine. Maybe I'm a polite voyeur then. I think that might be a contradiction in terms, Kyle said. It's not, Rikoshi insisted quietly before leaning back again, using his fingers to carefully tuck his dick off to the side so his shorts and underwear weren't constricting it so much. But if it makes you feel better, I promise I'll be jerking off later thinking about you getting your foxy little ass stuffed. Kyle started to let out an indignant little huff, which turned into more of an emasculating squeak as Kit doubled up on himself with a quick snort of laughter that caused the wolf's hips to jump forward nice and hard. It was all Rikoshi could do to not snicker as well, though he did allow himself a smile of satisfaction, and that satisfaction came on a number of levels. Okay. Kyle gasped as he caught his breath, mostly. I don't know what this is about now. He kept his head dipped for a few more seconds, clearly still getting past some more modest physical discomfort. This is payback, isn't it? Payback for what? Rikoshi asked. I don't recall you doing anything to slight me. Though if you have, I'd appreciate you letting me know. Looking back at the other fox through only partially focused eyes, Kyle said, Not you. Hirosaki. Aw, uh, you think he's mad at you about something? Mad? No. Feeling like he needs to one-up me? Maybe. Maybe, Rikoshi concurred. There was that whole panting otter slut line you had, after all. Kyle had since managed to lift himself back up enough so that Kit wasn't totally bearing down on him anymore. He was still in a precarious and highly compromised position, but it allowed him to make eye contact a little better. You think that was going too far? Rikoshi pulled one of his feet up into his lap and rubbed absent-mindedly at his toes. Too far? Nah. Though it is pretty hard to top. He then pushed himself off the stool and got to his feet. Unlike some people here. Hey. Kyle yipped as the wolf atop him laughed. You're one to talk. I never said I wasn't including myself in that. Rikoshi approached the bed. Or Hirosaki-san, for that matter, panting otter slut that he sometimes is. He then sat down on the edge of the bed itself, with all the subtlety with which he'd entered the bedroom in the first place. I am still totally topping Gareth, though, just for the record. Isn't it kind of telling that you need a fictional character directed by someone else in order for you to be the one on top? Kyle asked. And why are you on my bed now? Rikoshi scooted himself further back onto the mattress. Oh, Foxy, I'm a writer too, he said. And you and I both know that fictional characters don't always do everything we want. He then leaned over so that he was propping himself up on one elbow, as if he were watching TV. That's a really nice angle, by the way, he said to Kit gesturing vaguely with his paw toward the general vicinity where the wolf's hips were pressed against Kyle's butt. You look like you're pretty good at that. You're telling me you couldn't tell that from watching back over there? Kyle asked. I don't think it'd hurt to get a better look, the other fox said as he sprawled out on his back, looking at the pair, his point of view now upside down. I did promise that I'd just watch after all. Oh, you want a better look, do you? As Kyle said that, he lurched forward. Kit wasn't prepared for the fox's sudden movement, which appeared to be the point, as he thereafter slipped free, giving Rikoshi quite the eyeful of the wolf's full, firm, knotted shaft, bobbing up and down with residual momentum, the length of it slick and drippy and glistening. How's that for a better look? Oh, see, now who's playing unfair? Rikoshi said. He lifted his feet up, hooked his ankles against the headboard, and set one paw against the nice, stiff ridge in his shorts, which ran perfectly in line with the zipper. But at least I'm playing, Kyle responded. Isn't that what you wanted? With obvious unease, Kit looked back and forth between the two foxes before leaning back in towards Kyle again. Um, uh, Foxy, did you want me to, you know, put it back in? 
Uh, I think you'd better. Rikoshi was quick to interject before Kyle could respond on his own, because he knew he'd love the look on the other fox's face when he did so. Look at him. You're not going to leave your little fox hanging, are you? Meaning you are him. Kit's smile cast his air of apparent insecurity into doubt. Rikoshi grinned. Touché. I had to ask, the wolf said. With one paw supporting the base of his shaft, he started to reposition himself beneath Kyle's tail again. You know foxes. I certainly do. Rikoshi extended one leg up so that his foot rubbed the wall above the headboard. And I think Hirosaki-san was counting on that. Kyle tilted his head back so that he could half-nuzzle back at Kit's snout while the wolf entered him again. His eyes then started to roll up into the back of his head as the wolf got deeper, his muzzle hanging open in an almost inaudible groan, his elbows nearly buckling before he managed to catch himself after a few long moments. He also looked back at Rikoshi out of one eye. Hey, don't talk about me like I'm not here. Yeah, Rikoshi said. If you're going to pretend like someone's not here, it should be me. While it was still the case that Rikoshi had his shorts on, the way that his paw stroked and grabbed and tugged at his erection through the thin layers of fabric made it debatable that he wasn't still also jerking off. It was half subconscious and half not, and he was only vaguely aware of how rapidly his own arousal was building. Despite his own lack of self-awareness, though, Kit and Kyle would be hard-pressed to remain unaware of him for a number of distinct reasons. Come on, the little fox urged, voice quiet, his viewing perspective still upside down. You don't gotta stop. I promise I won't touch either of you or anything. He really was planning on giving a detailed report to Hirosaki when all was said and done, and if his observations were skewed due to his being overly nosy, well, the otter could make do with that what he would. He'd already promised Rikoshi run at Gareth, after all, and there'd be no reneging on that. You know, Kyle said, angling his head over some more so that he could make full eye contact with the other fox. I don't believe for a second that any of this is about Hirosaki-san wanting to glean special insight into how my sexuality works. You'll have to take that up with him, Foxy, Rikoshi murmured, tongue lolling out of his muzzle. Now he was more aware of how close he was getting to climax, and so he brought his paw to a stop and let it rest in place between his thighs. You know, I just realized that I've never actually seen anyone get tied in person before. He looked down along the length of his own body. Like, other than myself, I mean. The more you keep talking, the longer it's going to take us to finish. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. Nature seems to be winning out in this, slowly but surely. Rikoshi braced his foot against the wall and pushed himself down along the mattress to get an even closer look. And nature is what this is all about, after all. Kyle wasn't able to turn his head enough to look Rikoshi in the eye anymore. I think this is showing more about your nature than about mine. Probably, the other fox admitted. But I still think we're seeing enough of yours. He reached up to pet Kit on the back of the thigh, but stopped himself due to his own self-imposed no-touching rule. Yours too, he added, patting his paw instead at the mattress right next to the wolf's knee. Kit let out a playful growl. You'd better watch it, little fox. He said to Rikoshi as he got a firmer hold back on Kyle's hips. I think he's going to have to get revenge on you for this afterwards. With his muzzle not quite in the way of things, Rikoshi just lazily gazed upwards as he got an eyeful of Kit beginning to thrust some more. Oh, I think it's worth it, he muttered, his tail thumping the mattress a few times. He then pushed himself even closer, so that his muzzle was directly underneath Kyle's abdomen. The bottoms-up view he was enjoying really was pretty terrific. It was the sort of thing normally reserved for porn, and usually not the classy kind, not something one saw every day. Without Kyle's fluffy tail on the way, 
He had unobstructive line of sight to penetration, as well as a great look at both sets of balls as they swung and bumped together. He teased his fingertips at the waistband of his shorts, and debated slipping his paw fully inside before deciding against it. You know, you're not exactly helping either, Kyle said to Kit, his words distorted because of some heavier breathing. More of his weight was being put onto his knees and forepaws, Rikoshi could tell, the other fox's belly, and also groin, getting pushed nearer by a matter of several very close inches. The scent of vulpine arousal surged in Rikoshi's nostrils, and despite the poor lighting, he could see as well as smell just how drizzly and leaky Kyle was. As the larger fox's hips moved back and forth, the thin sheen of fluid that clung to his shaft occasionally caught little glimmers of light. Yeah, but I know I can handle you, Kit replied. Emphasizing his point, he gave a much harder thrust, without breaking his established rhythm. This was the moment Rikoshi had been waiting for, and had hoped would come a lot earlier, the point where the two of them were focused enough on each other to forget that he was there. Oh, it wouldn't be perfect, and neither of them would forget completely, and his very presence already made this whole observation entirely unscientific, but it'd be close enough. That's not what I meant. Kyle's protest carried just a hint of whimper. I, I meant about, like, encouraging. I think it's very encouraging, Kit said. And I think you do, too. He snuck a paw down between Kyle's legs, eliciting a more drawn-out groan from the fox as those thick fingers closed in tight. Without letting go, the wolf drew his hips back and then pushed back and further, pressing the fox closer down toward the mattress. The up-close view that Rikoshi had been appreciating was now a super up-close view. Kit's fingers grazed against his whiskers, and a thick, not-so-tiny bead of drizzle fell from the tip of Kyle's shaft and soaked into the bedding right next to his snout. The wolf then gave a particularly vigorous thrust, and Kyle's resulting yip masked Rikoshi's own as he thought he felt a spot of dampness seep into his cheek. The sensation was quick, though, and he couldn't be sure if he hadn't just imagined it. Rikoshi watched for a few seconds longer, biting his lip as he watched the thick knot pressing more and more insistently beneath Kyle's tail a few times before he untucked himself from beneath the other fox and rolled out of the way, lest his head get trapped under that tangle of bodies, the idea of which sounded pleasant at first until he thought about it more realistically. Once his head and muzzle were clear, he flipped over onto his paws and knees, propping himself up, groaning to himself as his erection pressed down against the inside of his shorts. He wanted more than anything to just reach down and unzip them, but this had become a matter of personal pride to him, and with Kyle already in such a compromised position, he wanted, needed, to remain in control. At least of himself, if nothing else. He scooted back on all fours, in the hope of remaining as far to the periphery as he could while not getting out of the picture entirely. Even if either Kid or Kyle did go back to being more aware of him, though, Rikoshi knew at this point that there was no way either of them was going to stop at this point. Actually, now that they'd been pushed over the threshold, was there much point in staying out of the way? If they were going to keep going, and keep going at it anyway, there were some risks he could safely take, eventually. First, he wanted to bide his time and enjoy the show he was getting. Kit made eye contact with Rikoshi after the fox got resituated back on the far end of the bed. The wolf flashed him a wink, or it at least looked like he did, and so the fox decided that it was the former anyway. The knowing smiles they then exchanged were certainly real enough, and the shared moment was made even stronger, since Kyle couldn't see, thanks to his face being planted right down into the bedding right then. After that, Kit eased up, allowing his fox to get better support with his arms again. The multitude of scents clogged the air to such an extent that Rikoshi could no longer pick out his own from the rest. 
each slow, careful breath carried with it the heady, musky richness of a good, thorough mating, far past the mere tinge of arousal or bouquet of candid excitement. The bed shifted and squeaked, though not as frequently or as loud as Kyle did. If Rikoshi closed his eyes, he could really get into the rhythm of the jostling, which in itself made him want to thrust and buck his hips, though whether he was pulling back or thrusting forward or pulling in and thrusting back was unclear. A few inches at a time, Rikoshi crawled along the mattress, timing his movements to coincide with the stronger, more punctuated thrust that Kit was using on Kyle. If Kyle was aware of the approach, it wasn't outwardly apparent. Just as he was about to reach his mark, Rikoshi looked up at Kit, put a finger to his own lips in a shushing gesture, and winked. Kit didn't seem to notice, though, either, and the fox couldn't blame him. Rikoshi brought his muzzle within inches of one of Kyle's ears, so close that his breath, but not his lips, brushed the little guard furs along the inside. "'You see, Foxy?' he whispered, his tone a mixture of playful and serious. Kyle gritted his teeth and grunted, his upper body absorbing the rhythmic shocks taken by his lower body. "'Do I see what?' He gasped out, eyes unfocused, pointing straight ahead and nodded his fellow fox. That we were on to something after all? Rikoshi licked his upper lip, sliding his tongue along, watching that ear flick and twitch less than an inch away. That maybe this does lend some nice insight into how this all works? Now Kyle was shuddering and shivering even harder, both ends of his body serving as focus points for that involuntary movement coming from two sources at once. Who's we he asked, taking deeper and deeper breaths as Kit took deeper and deeper thrusts. You and me, or you and Hirosaki? I'll let you figure that out. Rikoshi leaned forward a little further, bringing his lips up against the back of the other fox's ear like he was going to kiss it. Instead, though, he pulled his muzzle away again at the barest, briefest touch. When you've got time to think on it, of course. With his forepaws, Rikoshi then pushed himself back and slipped his legs off the bed. He got a few steps before the fox and wolf on the bed spared enough attention to realize he was heading for the door. Are you leaving? Kit asked him. Rikoshi nodded. Yeah, he said. You guys are kind of busy and I should get out of your hair. Kyle somehow managed to focus his eyes enough to look solidly back into Rikoshi's. You're not going to stay and watch us finish? I think I've seen enough, actually. Enough to bring back to Hirosaki-san, anyway. No smirk of triumph or cleverness betrayed the little fox's polite geniality. Like I said, you guys have got things to do, and I know you need some space to think, too. Swishing his tail, he then reached down to grope his own package through his shorts again. Besides, I've got some things of my own to take care of anyway. Underneath the contortions of sexual exertion, Kyle looked rather surprised, and Kit looked almost disappointed. Before either of them could get in any final words, Rikoshi held up a paw, waved, and said, you two have fun. We'll see you later. Then, pivoting on one leg, he turned around, swung back out into the hallway, and pulled the bedroom door shut behind him. For several seconds, Rikoshi leaned with his back against the closed door, taking deep, slow breaths to center himself. God, he wanted to just be able to undo his pants and just finish jerking off right there. He considered sneaking into the bathroom down the hall and finishing up in there, where he could clean up nice and tidy and have nobody be any the wiser for it. There wasn't much sound coming from inside the bedroom. Rikoshi thought he could hear Kit's voice, but it was hard to tell for sure with his pulse still pounding, ringing in his ears. Would the two of them just stop at this point, the mood broken? Rikoshi didn't think that was likely. Kyle didn't seem like he'd been left in a position where he'd be satisfied if they didn't finish. 
Maybe they'd cool back down first and then start over from the beginning and do things right without interference. Maybe they'd just finish up where they were now, using the awkward unedgedness to carry them through. Hell, maybe they'd finish up now, take a break, and go again, splitting the difference. Whatever the case, Rikoshi couldn't hear enough from the other side of the door to determine what was happening, which left the matter as one for his imagination. He was fine with that, though. That could be something to turn over in his head on his way back home, until he got back to his own bed, which he could relax in and get comfortable enough for him to tend to his own needs properly. With his back still against the door, he reached up and touched a single finger to the spot on his cheek, where he thought he'd felt a droplet of Kyle's drizzle seep into his fur, then brought that finger to his mouth and sucked on the tip. He hadn't just imagined it. Getting back to Hirosaki-san could wait until morning. Whatever details Rikoshi hadn't been able to fully ascertain, well, he'd seen enough that he could either fill in the blanks or just make stuff up, and Hirosaki-san either wouldn't notice or wouldn't care enough to gripe. Then they could move on to the far more important business of setting up that date with a certain coyote. This has been a story by Kame Hirosaki, read in large part by Kame Hirosaki, with Kit and Kyle providing voices. I want to congratulate Hirosaki-san on making it through what he considers possibly one of the most awkward things he's done. I believe he needs a little bit of alone time now, and we hope you've enjoyed the story, and we look forward to presenting you with more awkward and arousing tales of Unsheathed.